Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos Podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go, Fantasy Football Sackos. This is Jason and Alex back again to talk waivers for the last regular season week of the year. It is playoff time, ladies and gentlemen. Time for me to eliminate Alex from the playoffs. I'm very excited for what's about to happen uh, as we record this while Alex is losing, or hopefully by the end of this, is losing this week's uh, fantasy football matchup. We'll see. Um, We're talking week 14 waiver wire. You're a very angry individual. Are you upset that Tank Dell got hurt this past weekend, Jason? I am upset that Tank Dell broke his fibula this week. Yes, because I had an incredible, incredible fantasy football team that looked a lot better with Tank Dell in it than it did without. <clears throat> Alas, he is done for the year. So sorry about that. Um, did you yeah. did you did you like the fact that they ran him like you know as a lead blocker inside the five yard line when he's like 180 pounds? Was that your favorite part? No, he's not 180 pounds. His his actual weight is 165 pounds, which is basically a, a wet stack of napkins as a lead blocker. So, yeah. No, I, I did not enjoy it. It didn't make any sense to me why you would put Tank Dell in as your lead blocker on the goal line. Really bad. Running around with a bunch of 300-plus-pound fatties uh, trying to, <laughs> to clear away at the goal line. No, it didn't make any sense to me then. It doesn't make sense to me now. And if anything... You fucking D'Amico Ryan's. I hope you learned your damn lesson. Like, wow, Tank Dell should not. F- Tank Dell should not be a lead blocker at the end zone. F bombs. If took, that's your play, you're doing it. You're doing it wrong. Uh, Nico Collins season. Nico freaking Collins. Nico Collins, forty two point nine percent target share. Sands Tank Dell season. Yeah, still uh, somehow still rostering under ninety percent of ESPN leagues. So. Uh, you know what I don't understand is a man that drafts two tight ends in the first four rounds and proceeds to carry three defenses on the same roster mm-hmm. is still somehow able to peg Nico Collins of ever of anyone mm. as a, a potential sleeper, let alone be able to even remotely talk fantasy football intelligently or like breathe. Yeah, Nico Collins, that is correct. Uh and Michael Pittman and Jefferson now that I traded for him. But Michael and, Pittman was uh, not good out of the gate. Like that looked like a horrible pick. He was fine. Out of the gate. He no, he, he was like five points, seven points, seven points, five points with Anthony Richardson. He was fine. It wasn't you have to admit, his outlook got a whole lot brighter after Richardson went down for the season you got and you lucked into. It, this is the only time this sentence will ever be f- like said in the universe that you lucked into Gardner Minshew being that quarterback. My guy. He's better. Better than you make my skin crawl. Be- better than Brett Rippey and your guy. <laughs> None of those guys are my guy. Yeah, I mean, well, they are now. If anything, it's the it's the step in Bengals quarterback who I need to support. T Higgins somehow. Yeah, Browning. He's looked good. Jake Browning. 300 yards tonight, Jake B. And a rushing Love touchdown. Love that for us. 
All right, so where where are we at? You actually said touchdown, not tutty. I'm glad we're growing up. Uh, did you see that uh, Pittman has had double digits in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight games? There we go. Just wanted. To, yeah, with Gardner Minshew just, again. Just, just wanted to correct that. Uh, for you're not correcting anything. No, I'm just no. I just wanted to say I'm, I'm not growing up. I absolutely refuse. Oh yes. Well, that's firmly established. Where would you like to? Okay, where would you, where would you like waivers. to start? Um, I don't know. Quarterbacks is kind of where we always start. However, I'm not exactly sure that there's really a ton jumping out at you. You're gonna run out there and pick up Joe Flacco tomorrow, or what? <laughs> uh, is he the guy? No. I mean, theoretically, it's Minshew. Although I, I will say, if Derek Carr isn't going to play, just start Jameis Winston and enjoy the ride. I, I don't really know if we need it. <laughs> I yes, like hundred thousand. Like we we talked about it. Eat some W's last week. Order some crab legs. Just give me all the Jameis. Uh, if if you're hurting a quarterback and Derek Carr's not playing, just yeah. just enjoy the ride that Jameis has. The rest of the quarterbacks, you'll you'll find one. But uh, Jameis would be my would be my my preferred with Olave, who looks a lot better uh, when when Jameis is playing and. So yeah, I would just like to get aboard the the Jameis train. Yep, hundred percent. Um, Stafford with back to back twenty plus point fantasy weeks. Um, he does have the Baltimore Ravens in uh, week fourteen though, so not great. A, a rest, great. a rested Baltimore Ravens team. Well, he's also you know he's. He's resting behind Kyron Williams, who's just an absolute workhorse. Uh, but after the Ravens' defense of Week 14, he does get the Commanders in the first week of the fantasy playoffs. So, which is very, you know, very good. If you're streaming, that you could do a lot worse than that matchup in the first week of the fantasy playoffs. Yeah. Um, what else? Mayfield. I mean, Baker's been sort of middle of the road all year. He gets the Falcons Week 14. Yeah, Falcons are real good against the run. Uh, but that's why they're giving it up a little bit in the past. That's fine. Just like, hey, sort by matchup, pick the best ones. It depends on who's available. Stafford I like with, with the Washington defense because they're going to be terrible that first week. And he has two bona fide great wide receivers as long as Puka can stay healthy who had us that shoulder injury. Josh Dobbs was kind of a fantasy darling to start the year out in AZ. Uh, honestly has sucked horribly in Minnesota. I think he threw four picks last week or had four turnovers. I guess I'm not, I'm not sure if they were all picks. Uh, has the Raiders in week 14? With a returning Justin Jefferson. I mean, you, you talk about two pretty good weapons uh, between the tight end and a returning Jefferson, Hawkinson, Jefferson. TJ Hawkinson, pre- pretty, yes. Pretty good. Iowa. Sorry. Iowa tight end, TJ Hawkinson. Did I mean to – to disrespect that terrible offensive juggernaut um so the like you can do worse than him too i think jefferson's gonna be great hawkinson he loves throwing too he basically has 10 plus targets in every game Dobbs has played in uh so yeah another great guy and he's gonna throw some rushing yards in there too well there you go any other quarterbacks i missed you run out there for gardner Minshew? that's that's way too much quarterback talk in week 14. I agree. <clears throat> Act like you've been there before. All the quarterbacks are coming off by. There's no bye weeks in week 14. It is go time. Are there 
There's no buys in week 14, is No, there? we're finally done after a brutal week. <sighs> yeah, week 13, man, some wild scores. Okay, running back. There's a lot of them. There is, and it really bothers me because I, I lost Tank Dell, who's a receiver. I'm stacked at running back. I don't need more running backs. I need receiver help, and there's not a lot of receiver help coming my way. So let's get through these running backs and talk about maybe what I can try to pivot to at receiver. Uh, RBs, Chubba Hubbard. I know he's over fifty percent, but you got to start there. He's barely over fifty percent, though, which is absurd when he's been the starter there for the better part of a month. Their offense doesn't score that many touchdowns, but I mean, hot damn! Like all things considered, like what what are we doing here, guys? Like I, I don't understand why he's not rostered in more. Twenty two and a half points this past week for. The Panthers, after a 17-point performance the week before against Tennessee, at New Orleans, home against Atlanta, home against Green Bay, at Jacksonville. Um, He's going to have double-digit carries for sure this past week is the first week he didn't have a reception, and he still put up 22 points because of the two touchdowns, three touchdowns in the last two weeks. He he should clearly be added, rostering 59% of leagues. Yep, absolutely. Um, and then we get to some upside guys like Keaton Mitchell, who we have just talked and talked and talked and talked and talked about, was on a bye last week. I'm hoping for that post-bye bump. Yep. He is one of the rookies that are on my bench right now. Um, you know, I, for me, I'm doing what, like one and go. I'm sitting him this week. I mean, I guess I'll start him if I'm desperate. Um, but what I'm really thinking of is seeing if he really gets that post-bye bump and uh, explodes into the postseason. So we're, um, we're, but regardless, he should be looking at ten to fifteen opportunities so this week. Some breaking news: We are recording this during the game. It appears Trevor Lawrence just got hurt. Uh, Ooh, so that is not good uh, for the Jaguars. There's five twenty. Uh, I think there's five twenty-five left. Um, and it looked like it looked like a knee injury. In, in quickly looking at it, so we'll uh, we'll continue to talk through that as. As we go along here, so you know, maybe you are looking for a quarterback if you had Trevor Lawrence uh, on your roster. Uh, quick reaction says Trevor Lawrence's ankle was just destroyed. Uh, he just went down, tossed his helmet, and is screaming. Uh, spiked his helmet in frustration. Uh, he tried to walk and then went back down. So we'll see. That sucks for that whole offense. Well, and oh. and I mean the Jags are looking for a, for a one oh. for a one seed, um, and so yeah, it looks like he is. Uh, uh, looks like he's going to be out uh, for a little bit here. So we'll we'll continue to to look at that. But that that really sucks. Um, so yeah, for that whole team, like ETN at all. I mean, Kirk and Ridley were like both startable, and now and he, I mean, even Evan Ingram's the top top twelve tight end. Uh, depending on how you look at that, he had twelve, thirteen points tonight too. Um, so yeah, not not great. Okay, well, we'll uh, hopefully have something a little more concrete. By the end of the podcast, See, we'll keep this, you up. This is Jason's fault because we usually start after the game's done, and we're like, "Well, I think we can start because uh, nothing's really going on." And then, uh, well, 
Good, good job by you, Jason. Well, we, the reason, truthfully, we usually record during the second half of the Monday night game. However, there were several good Monday night games in a row that we decided to watch all the way to the end before recording. <laughs> Like, you know, games that involve the Bears. Yeah, like that like that riveting Bears-Vikings game from two weeks ago. <laughs> hey, we're Bears fans. We got to, we got there's lots of self-loathing in being a Chicago sports fan. Oh, uh, yeah, that, that injury does not look, yeah. We can't hear you if you don't speak into the microphone. That, That's a funny thing about how microphones work, is if you're fully turned around, <laughs> not facing the microphone. That it doesn't pick up your voice. Uh, it's just like the strangest thing. McManus, 48 yards for me to put a league mate away for the season. It's up, and he missed it. Oh, yeah. killer. All right. Welcome to Alex's kicker corner where he crushes Unbelievable. losers. Unbelievable. All right. other Moving on from Keaton Mitchell. Uh, Roshan Johnson needs to be added. He's on a buy. Probably quite a few people dropped him. Uh, We talked about about him quite a bit last week. Uh, So Roshan uh, owned in 20% of leagues. Um, That should be higher. Uh, Yeah. You you just don't want to talk about running backs at all. Tajay Spears is on a lot of people's lists. Uh, Derrick Henry went out. Uh, with a potential concussion, uh, he worked out today, today being Monday, um, and is not in concussion protocol. Um, and so he's not, still nothing more than a handcuff. I would expect Derrick Henry to play this week. Um, Kenny Gainwell was fine. Um, again, he's nothing more than a handcuff. Uh, Ty Chandler, I still don't think. You're he- missing two, two key ones. Go ahead. I'm, I'm just going down lists. So uh, Zeke. Uh, who Zeke? Who absolutely Ramondre out with injury? Yes, uh, it could potentially miss time with an ankle sprain, and so Zeke basically got the entire workload for the offense in in the interim. Uh, obviously, um, you know if if the Patriots didn't have the worst offense in memory, maybe that would be a little more exciting. Um, but regardless, you know, fifteen carries on the worst defense is still points especially if they get close to the end zone it's going to be zeke pushing it in so if you're desperate zeke's out there Uh, another guy also to injury is antonio gibson yep uh, who i actually had on my roster and then dropped which is sad Uh, but brian robinson has a hamstring injury um i mean those things could be a week of rest to like you know Justin Jefferson, uh, IR stint, season ender. So, oh shit, there just don't know. There are more teams on bye this week. Uh, Washington's on a bye, so, huh? Well, there you go. That's why we're the fantasy football sackos because there's week fourteen bye weeks, and we all think that they suck too. Why? Why um, are there week fourteen buys? Like, what's going on? Yeah, so week fourteen bye cannot immediately put Gibson into lineups, but. Uh, You got a bench slot. Cardinals and Commanders uh, this week are your buys. Sit Trey McBride. Yeah, I have to. Uh, So, yeah, Zeke was full bore. um, And, I mean, he's going to get you four yards of carry on a team that's not going to score many points, if any. Uh, (laughs) So those those are the, the potentials. Gibson in the passing game with how much Washington throws. Um, should be a, a must add 
Um, and maybe you don't even need to do it this week. Um, but I, I would definitely roster him a week early uh, with the assumption that Robinson won't be coming back. A couple other guys, uh, just handcuffs in case there's some injuries. Elijah Mitchell for CMC. Obviously, if something happens to CMC, Elijah Mitchell would just be a plug-in RB1. And then James Conner's been hurt off and on and missed time several times uh, throughout the season, missed several weeks. Michael Carter, now on the Cardinals, in case he missed it, I think would be a potential stash. There, so. there you go. Jason, wider, um, wide receivers. Yes, Alex. So you can drop your third tight end for any of those guys that we just mentioned or any of these guys that we talk about. First up. I would not drop Trey Elijah McBride Moore. for any of those guys that you're going to talk about, well, just for the record. Who, what other two tight ends do you have? Uh, Kelsey and Andrews. Yes, Andrews is not playing. So yeah, but he's on. He's sitting in my IR spot. Okay, Elijah Moore rostered in about fifteen percent of leagues. Amari Cooper exited Sunday's game with a concussion uh, that led to twelve targets for Elijah Moore, who had Joe Flacco at quarterback. Uh, the two did play together for the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Um, but Elijah finished with 83 yards, 12-plus fantasy points for the third time in the last four weeks. I mean, he's shown he has talent. He just has not been consistent by any means. Week 14 at the Jaguars, Sands, Trevor. Yeah, and they uh, like to give up some passing yards, too. Uh, they run a lot of three deep looks, which Jamar Chase destroys, uh, as you saw tonight. Um, Elijah Moore um, targets 7994-7752-77912. Like, that's pretty good. So Jacksonville, Chicago, at Houston, and the Jets, uh, if, if you're in a tough spot, only rostered in 34% of ESPN leagues. I think you could do worse. Yeah, and when we say that he had 12 targets, I will say he was only able to convert those into four catches. So, you know, not a lot of efficiency there, but we could do worse. Could do worse. It's week 14 waivers. What do we want out of this right now? What are we expecting? <clears throat> and on that hot pile of trash, <laughs> next up is Curtis Samuel. Rostered at 14%, played 50-plus percent of snaps uh, in 10 games this season. Uh, McLaurin and Dotson all played, also played in all 10 of those games. Samuel leads the trio with an average of 11.5 fantasy points per game, 46 total catches, and three touchdowns. So, I mean, is he the best receiver in Washington? We don't know. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> it rotates. But he has double-digit fantasy points in back-to-back games, 17 targets over those two games. Washington is on a bye. So, I mean, what are we talking about here? We're talking about Week 15 against the Rams. Pass. Curtis Samuel, league winner. All right, fine. I got another one for you. Please, more. The, the, the one guy might actually – okay, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I think the real priority ad here is probably Noah Brown. Holding. Yes, that is correct. Like it's it's probably Noah Brown or Noah Brown with the Tank Dell loss, but like he's already rostered in our league, which is hella frustrating. Um, but you could throw in maybe like what Woods 
or Mechie or I don't Xavier Hutchinson. But I, I definitely think you want Noah Brown if you can get him. Yeah, I agree. Because Tank Dell was a wide receiver one. I agree. Uh, Noah Brown was was really ascending in that offense. Six for 153, seven for 172 uh, in weeks nine and 10, 14 targets, uh, both 20-point outputs. And then he got hurt, and you figured he would have kind of showed up a little bit more in that Denver game. Only two targets, no catches. Uh, they kind of all went to Nico. I would expect Noah Brown to basically take that second wide receiver spot uh it depends on if you consider nico or tank that are number one i would expect noah brown to be their solid number two uh on a go forward so yeah he should be added only rostered in 34 percent of leagues um i would pick him up and i would have no no qualms with playing him this week especially if nico is going to get sauced uh it at the jets uh this upcoming week uh it's possible that noah brown um is is an easy wide receiver too this week. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely could be. So I'm going to be trying to land him in as many leagues as I can. Uh, if I miss him, then I have to dig a little bit deeper and I will probably end up settling for Jonathan Mingo, who's only rostered in like less than 5% of leagues in most places. So he's a second round rookie. Uh, out of, I believe, Ole Miss, um, you know, there's other guys that have done great coming out of Ole Miss. Like, uh, I don't know, let's say Traylon Burks year before. Um, Mingo was drafted to be that number one receiver for Bryce Young. Obviously, out of the gate, it was Adam Thielen, whose performance has fallen off, to say the least. Uh, but Mingo had 10 targets, six catches, and 69 yards in week 13 against Tampa Bay. No, I'm not going to get it there. All right. I I just uh, – I, I was looking up old Miss wide receivers, actually. Um, you, you missed a couple of good ones. A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, El- yes. Elijah Moore. Uh, so – I knew A.J. Brown. Yeah. I should have said him instead of Traylon. It's all good. Traylon was just the one from the year prior. Um, so, yeah, I, he's just he's just okay. Uh, again, that offense isn't going to score that much. <laughs> like, They're not going to score that much, but it's the, you know, the closing weeks of the season. I really think that these teams are going to start pushing their rookies out there. So... That's why I'm thinking Mingo might start to produce when 10 targets, I think, are a good indicator. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, changing topics, at least marginally, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is available. Does that tickle your fancy at all? Rostering 48% of leagues coming off a bye. No Mark Andrews. Um, five targets the last well, he is game. closer to a tight end than a receiver. That is true as we transition to Just because he's slow. Tight he's as slow as a tight end is. <laughs> You're so because he has no ACLs. You're so mean. All right, so I take it you don't want Odell. I will not be out here fighting for Odell Beckham Jr. Okay, that are you fighting for Odell? Uh, no, not necessarily. But wanted to bring him up. Uh, Romeo Dobbs uh, is somebody else um, that is potentially worth a look. They're at the Giants. Uh, Jordan Love looks like the second coming or the third coming of Brett Favre. 
Um, and so, how bad has the Chiefs' defense fallen off, man? So we'll, we'll get to defense at the end here because I actually think it, it warrants a, a good discussion um, on that. Uh, I do want to talk just briefly about the Packers. So they they had the the Chargers. They had the Lions, and they had the Chiefs, who lost like five guys during the game. Um, and so Jordan Love is lighting up these defenses that I just don't think are very good. And people are talking themselves into Jordan Love a little bit. Um, so maybe maybe it's worth rostering Dobbs, especially because Christian Watson went down at the end of the game with that hamstring or looked like a hamstring injury. Um, so I would expect Dobbs to get more run. Uh, it should be noted in a couple games when Watson wasn't playing at the beginning of the season, week three and four, he had 12 and 13 targets, uh, against new Orleans and Detroit. Um, so it would not at all be surprising to see him, uh, get some more attention from Jordan love in New York this week. Yeah. Okay. I can roll with that. I didn't realize we're jumping on the Packers bandwagon comparing dudes to Brett Favre already. Like, well, all man, all the Packer friend. You turn up against one shitty defense, and it's like, hey, yo, crown him. Uh, the Packer fans have. Yeah, yes, they have. Uh, I still think he's exceptionally average and had a good night. So, I we'll see. I agree. Um, there's one thing I wanted to follow up on from last week. Is it Greg the Human Dorch? It is. Yes. It is Greg the Human Dorch. Yes. Yes. Please do. Uh, Greg <laughs> the Human Dorch, uh, who was highly touted as Alex's guy, finished with one catch for 19 yards. Alex, are we uh, still waiting for him to find the flame? Uh, no, you can safely drop him. He's on bye week this week. Um and uh that's the only reason why you could drop him if he wasn't on by you better hold on that's right uh scheduled not great home against San Francisco. Kyler Murray completed 13 passes in the Cardinals game that they won 24 to 10 you score 24 points as an offense you only complete 13 passes and guess what eight of those 13 Trey McBride eight for 89 and a touchdown I mean if we're gonna if we're gonna be you know, R.I.P. Marquise Brown, R.I.P. Rondale, R.I.P. The Human Dorch. I mean, okay, I, I wasn't telling you that you needed to start him. I'm just saying he was somebody that should have been on your radar. You wanted Sky more over Nico Collins before the season. I'm I'm not sure if you'd like to revisit that conversation. Wow! Wow! No. Okay. All right. I right. just just checking. That's just cold, man. <laughs> Uh, I'm just having a little fun with the Dorch. Me too. Uh, and, and for the record, we both liked Nico. I didn't say no, I didn't I'm, like Nico. I'm I'm just giving you crap. Uh, tight ends. Uh, I'm assuming there's no other wide receivers that you'd like to to chat about, right? None that I'm aware of. Jalen Hyatt. Hyatt yeah. Um, Isaiah Likely uh, is probably still the priority add. Um, with Mark Andrews being out, he's only rostered 23% of leagues. Uh, that should be higher. Um, the one week that he played when Andrews didn't play at all, six targets, four for 40. Uh, Rams, Jacksonville, San Francisco, Miami. Um, he should be rostered in more than that. I, I think he'll be a top 12 tight end the rest of the way. Gerald Everett uh, four, caught four 
receptions on five targets for 44 yards after snagging four for 43 yards and a score the re- the previous week. Uh, it was a terrible game for the Chargers offense, uh, but Gerald Everett was one of the few bright spots. Other than that, Kate Otten has uh, kind of been up and down. Um, so, you know, he's what, let's see, average five and a half targets per game over the six previous concept contests easy for me to say uh even with a down week so falcons defense week 14 i don't know if you're desperate yeah also desperate harrison bryant uh who's done basically nothing this whole year but joe flacco is targeting five five catches five targets 13 points a touchdown in back-to-back weeks um real real desperate yep all right. All right. We we talked a lot about the Chiefs defense for a while. And yeah, moving on to you talking about your D, is there uh like are you pivoting? Um seven combined points in the last 2 weeks. Yeah, depending on at Las Vegas at Green Bay. Yeah, depending on what your scoring is. So I don't know if it's this home road split kind of thing going on. But you're definitely not um, starting them against Buffalo. Because I'm looking earlier in the season. I mean, the last time that they were in single digits, I guess before the bye week, was when they were back to back on the road against uh, the Jets and Minnesota in weeks four and five. So I don't know if it's a road or a home thing at all i mean that stadium is a huge advantage um you're probably not starting them against buffalo but week 15 at new england i don't see any harm there i mean that's the worst offense in the league right uh and then you get las vegas at home also i know las vegas yeah like they just gave up 17 points to las vegas i mean i don't know if i see that repeating at home and then you have Cincinnati in Championship Week. I don't know. I don't know if I'm running out for that, but um, definitely cause for concern. Can I? I'm just waiting for that get back game. Can Can I make a a pivot suggestion? Ooh, I have one. But if you'd like to go first, please. Uh, is yours the Packers defense? No, it was not. Okay, so here's their schedule: uh, the next four weeks at the Giants. Home against Tampa Bay at Carolina at Minnesota. That's pretty good. Those are all delicious. That's pretty good. And so, like, the Packers seem like they can control the ball a little bit. They have three sacks. The Packers do each of the last two weeks. Um, They had a touchdown against Detroit. They had an interception. Like, they held Mahomes to 19. Um like I, I think that's pretty good. I think I can do you one better. Okay. Well, I mean, I think it is pretty good, but there's another defense that I really like, and that is the Indianapolis Colts. Fair. Um, the Colts. Uh, I don't know how many sacks you just said, but the Colts have put up 21 sacks in their last four games. Um, they the Indianapolis's D has scored 69 fantasy points. Nice. Uh, with double digits in all four of their last games. Uh, and their last four were the Panthers, Patriots, Bucks, and Titans. Uh, 
Again, four plus sacks in each of those forced nine takeaways in total, scoring three touchdowns. So, I mean, I I, I think that was pretty soft over the last four. Oh my god, it's going to get so much harder. <laughs> well, guess what? Guess what their upcoming schedule is: Bengals with Jake Browning, Steelers with Mitchell Trubisky, Falcons with Desmond Ritter, and Raiders with Aiden O'Connell. <laughs> That's the rest of the season. So. It's a very good, very good streak. They look like they're turning it around. You know, if you're if you're getting a little bit desperate, I think the Colts could be like the Packers could be. You know, something to pivot to. Yeah. So uh, the Packers are rostered in twenty four percent of leagues. The Colts are rostered in twenty six percent of leagues. Um, so that is pretty good. Um, the Texans are at the Jets this upcoming week. Uh, the Texans are rostered in 14% of leagues, um, so I, I don't mind that matchup uh, either. Um, the Saints are home against Carolina. I don't mind that matchup. Um, so there's a, there's a bunch of different ways you can go. Uh, the Vikings are at the, the Raiders, uh, the blitz-happy Vikings, um, who rack up some pretty good sacks, and so if they're going to be able to fluster O'Connell... Um, Maybe that's an appealing option as well. There you go. And that'll get us to kickers. Alex, do you have anyone in mind? Uh, I do not. Okay. Well, Blake Group <laughs> is rocker. Blake Group is rostered in less than 6% of leagues and is kicker number five on the season. So he's a free upgrade sitting there in every league. I just, uh, put up. It's so silly how little people actually pay attention to kickers. Uh, yeah. They, they matter. Kicker number five rostered in 5% of leagues, just sitting there. As McMahon. But nobody gives a damn about kickers. As McManus just drills a 40-yarder to send us to overtime. The number four, dun, 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 dun. the number four kicker, uh, rostered in fifty-one percent of leagues. Like it's just, it's just weird how people don't care. Yeah, here comes a fifty-yard mix-in touchdown, right to just steal victory away from you. Yeah, I don't care if I lose. Um, it should be noted that if um, <laughs> I already clinched, so it, whatever, doesn't matter. Um, I would pivot off of McManus. I know C.J. Bathard just uh, drove them down the field to get them in field goal position. Um, I would like... Don't trust it? Well, so you can either go two ways, right? If you think that Doug Peterson's a good enough coach where they're going to get them down to the red zone and just kind of falter there, then maybe McManus becomes even better, similar to what uh, what they've done for Cleveland, right? Where... You know they have the number one kicker, or or at least did, because they can move the ball in the red zone and then they kind of falter once they get there. It's possible McManus uh, ends up doing something very similarly uh, to just Dustin Hopkins does uh, for uh, for the Browns. So um, you, you, I can kind of look at it both ways. Yeah, but C.J. Beathard, Iowa alum, is going to keep that offense moving. Well, there you go. You should go target Brandon McManus, says Jason Shellcross. Um, all right, Jason, how was the finale of The Golden Bachelor? Did you cry? I did not cry. Gary picked the uh, the sweet old lady, Teresa, and left Leslie in the dust. Uh, must have lied to her with whatever he said in the fantasy suites because 
she was pretty unhappy. Oh, no. So Man, that's tough. She was real unhappy. And I was just rejoicing that that show is finally over because when I tell you what, there is nothing more boring than The Golden Bachelor. So, Wow. Except uh, listening to you talk about it. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> potentially. My, maybe the only thing more boring than watching The Golden Bachelor <laughs> is listening to someone who only like quarter watched like, you know, half the episodes <laughs> talk about it. Who was completely uninterested. It's just there wasn't there wasn't enough reasons to watch that show. There were already so few. And the few that they had were gone. It was just nice old people doing nice old people stuff, which belongs on Hallmark, not ABC. <laughs> So that's how I really feel. Yeah, I guess. Uh, okay. Um, all right. Anything else? Week 14. It's wild. It, I'm week 14. What are we going to talk about? Because, I mean, what are we going to do next week? Because, I mean, waivers are going to be done and everybody's going to be doing playoff stuff. Yeah, we'll be talking about waivers. Are you going to sit outside in the snow again? Am I going to what? Sit outside in the snow again? <laughs> uh well i guess the bears do have it they did show up in an in the hunt graphic uh yesterday at four and eight so if there's one thing the bears are it's in the hunt so, yes so maybe uh maybe in the hunt for a new coaching staff uh no man i don't know um, but yeah we'll we'll keep talking about waivers Pe- people are still listening we're we're having more downloads than we've ever had this time of season so uh, we appreciate people listening and we'll uh we'll be here at least until i uh, eliminate jason and then he might stop showing up there you go um i know you're not a college football guy but do you have any reaction to florida state going undefeated winning the acc championship getting left out of the college football playoff after going a perfect 13 and 0 um, the little I pay attention, their their starting quarterback got hurt, right? So they were gonna get yeah. they were gonna get smashed by whoever they played. Um, I think allegedly, yeah. I, I think people would rather see Alabama or Georgia in. Um, my only issue is like, like if you're gonna put them at five, you should at least have Georgia at five. Like if if they're gonna be bad, then you like you at least remove them from the conversation. Don't just leave them a a game out when. They haven't lost. The clear snub. Yeah, like I don't know. This is the last year we'll talk about this because it's expanding, um, and so it it won't matter anymore. College football sucks. Yes, it, the the format sucks for the playoffs. Like, I mean, do you realize they used to just have a computer determine who <laughs> who the who the won the title, and that was before we even had AI. They would just plug a bunch of stuff into a computer and whoever was leading the BCS standings won. Like, this is at least better than that. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's better than that. But again, I don't know why when every other league of football from D3 to the NFL has full-blown playoffs that D1 does this four-team you know, team playoff thing that you're just going to be controversial year over year over year when there's a thing called a power five conference and four is less than five. So you're snubbing someone and it turns out it's an undefeated 13, and zero Florida state team. Yeah. Just sucks. Whatever. I don't care. 
Okay. Well, you heard it here first. Alex just doesn't give a damn. So thank you so much for listening. Maybe Alex will give a damn next week. We are the Fantasy Football Sackos. Probably not. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.